Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, today on CarCast, we're going to get an update from Bill on his uh, Super Garage. We're going to talk a little bit about some EV stuff, of course. Uh, what's going on with uh, with Dodge and EV, new Mercedes EV, um, and uh, what's going on with BMW's design language on their new vehicle as well. All of that and more. Before we get started, a word from Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even 100% more for the same parts that a chain store or dealership might have? Why spend so much there? Why not go to RockAuto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or your truck, write CarCast in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you an amazing selection Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg. Hey, man. Happy Hanukkah to you. Happy Hanukkah to you. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Are you getting a garage for Hanukkah? (laughs) Not for Hanukkah, but if Hanukkah was in two weeks or a week. But yeah, Yeah. you know, I I spilled the beans and let you know that uh, a week from today that uh, the building will start showing up on site and we will start erecting it as soon as humanly possible, man. So I'm ecstatic. So it took a little while, just to recap, it took a little while to get that foundation uh, situated. Uh, <laughs> you are the master. Of- <laughs> it took a little two years to get a foundation laid. Good two years. It, it it took like a year to dig up the rock. So where you are, your land is it's just basically there's like a nice little layer of dirt, and then it's solid rock. <laughs> well, yeah, and think about this. I mean, this is the situation that I'm in, right? So I wanted two gas pumps. Functioning gas pumps, right? Oh, so what okay. do you what do you do what do you do with the fuel? You got to yeah, bury it. You got to bury it. Well, I didn't think about that beforehand. So now I got to have the trucks come in and and cut rock another six feet or eight feet or whatever it is down, and and you know put the fuel under underground. So I'm not going to store it on top of the ground by any stretch of the imagination. But just an example of one of those things that yeah. prior to even it being erected, you know, I have to, I have to deal with it. So, but that, that task can go further away from the garage, you know, you know, a convenient location and in a piece of ground that, that makes sense. It's not going to be, well, if I have, if I have pavement to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It doesn't have to be in close proximity, but it would be nice, you know, if it was right off of the paved road. Yeah. it is what it is. And, it's just and a, a small detail. Of course, you're you're building this on you know you know out on your ranch Granite. on fresh property. So also had to bring in all 
you know, power, uh, not just, hey, string it from the house. Like you had to put up power lines, uh, well water. Uh, there's there's quite a bit going on over there. But as we discussed before, uh, you're working with Metron and it was it was designed largely as a prefab unit. So, you know, so the idea is as the pieces start c- coming onto the property and they take inventory of everything, it starts to come together rather quickly. And then what happens is it slows down as all the finish work is done. And you're right. sitting there going, going 100 <laughs> miles an hour and hitting a brick wall. Yes, I can't <laughs> wait for that time. But the reality is, here we go again. Um, yeah, that can't happen until the, the, the project starts, right? So yeah. it's, it's, as long as it's being erected, then I'm fine with, with issues of stopping and halting progress to address the millions of things that are going to come up along the way, yeah. whether it's drainage, whatever it is, it's just, you know, it's, it's a plethora of things, but this, this is definitely a, to know that it's going to start in most. This is definitely the time to keep an eye on that budget, by the way, because <laughs> this is where scope free uh, yeah. starts to happen. Yeah, the like budget's I, already gone up. Yeah. The budget's already increased a half a million dollars, unfortunately. Well, but, that, you know, it's, most of that was probably just realizing how difficult it was to dig into the ground and put that foundation down. I mean, that's that and the price of labor, you know, now during yeah. this steel is up, wood is up, it, everything's up, <laughs> everything's up. But you know, the, the most frustrating and, or, uh, yeah, I guess frustrating part is that when I drive into town, you know, you go through these industrial areas and and i've seen i don't know three or four of those not similar buildings but three or four buildings be completely erected you know since i got my foundation laid so yeah yeah i mean i know it's six of one half dozen of the other and they're it's looking at apples comparing apples to oranges because mine's a little bit more intricate than what they're doing but yes it's quite disheartening seeing three or four structures going up while I'm trying to get mine done. But hey, at the end of the day, there are many people in the world that have much bigger problems than me putting a garage up. So as long as it goes up, you know, eventually, then I'm cool with it, you know. Yeah, look, and and like you said, when it's done, though, it's it's built the way you want. It's built to your specification. It's on your property, which was really kind of the a big motivation for the property that you have, like getting it was Wanda and the animals and the barn and you're going great. But I also want to build my dream garage on the property. Like, you know, and it seems like I've been here 10 years and I had that garage and I keep getting bills from the storage department, or from the storage <laughs> facility. But, you know, I mean, fortunately they're a write off and, uh, you know, right. Good thing to come to those who wait. So, so a couple of weeks out, uh, you know, a lot of this is metal. So as you're saying, it's getting coated and powder coating different paints and, and and things like that. And then as it's, we were three months behind just with the powder coat. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, I didn't. I he probably was like, sure, I could powder coat your little garage, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this let is- me just go out and buy a sixty foot oven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he realized this thing is ballooning up quite a bit. But uh, anyway, that's excited. I'm happy for you. Happy for you. I can't wait to see it. I've kind of been stalling on a trip out there until this is done. Uh, I've been stalling on a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. You know, I started my YouTube channel, Goldberg's Garage, and I posted mm-hmm. one photo or one video. one uh, one video of the lawman being delivered. But what am I going to do at Goldberg's Garage if I don't have Goldberg's Garage? So <laughs> I have compiled a bunch of videos 
that will be edited properly. Yeah. And once this thing starts going up, that channel is going to explode because I'm going to do a bunch of live videos out there. I- I'm helping. You know, I'm off the rest of the year, so I'm I'm not doing anything but labor. So so now we're we're going to start to see some video content from you on the build of this garage. Right. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, start, start rolling out like the concept drawings and how it ended up, you know, maybe a little bit like where it started and where it ended up. I mean, yep. we'd love to hear the story here as well as you're showing some of those images of how this thing has, has evolved. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's interesting, but look, don't be shy about it. I want to hear about it. I think it's a fantastic feat. You worked hard for it and it's going to be, it's going to be a sweet place. So be, be happy about it. Be now be sure to, to call Chris and pick his brain a little bit when you dial in that podcast studio. Oh no, you guys are flying out. That's when, (laughs) that's when, that's when you're coming out. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Fly out here. Is uh, you're going to, you're going to design my, my podcast room, my sound room. Yeah. It sounds like a good trip to me. I'm down for that for sure. Uh, all right. So some, some more car news. Uh, so BMW unveiled their XM, uh, concept. It's their, it's their first standalone M car since the M1. It's a hybrid SUV. It's their top of the line, uh, full size. Like it's a big SUV and I don't, I don't know what's going on with BMW, but they just continue to beat their vehicles with an ugly stick. And I just don't understand why, like, Who's designing? Like the, this, the big grill, the big buck tooth grill that was coming out. Like it's been out for a few years now. People have spoken up about it. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's translating to sales. Maybe this is a question for you know for Alistair at Edmonds, like pull the sales data and say what, what's going on. I don't see cars. how. Certainly, everyone that drives the cars are saying it's still on par. It's BMW. They perform great. The M4 is because you can't see the grill from the driver's seat. Yeah, and. <laughs> And I don't know, it's just this SUV is just, I don't know, for me, it's just out of control. The design of this thing is, 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 I don't know, it's too over the top. It's got a lot of silliness to it. And, and I thought we tried this at one point when we started doing the really, really sharp edges on cars. Um, And I think we kind of figured out, we always kind of like the beautiful curves of, you know, some of the 60s European cars. And and I always thought like when the Alfa Romeo, um, the, uh, I forgot the, the letter now. I can't figure the letter. Um, the eight, you know, the little two-door coupe front engine, you know, it wasn't yeah, the yeah. best performing car, but uh, <coughs> uh, just a, just a curvy fenders and beautiful lines to it. And, um, you know, beautiful car. even the Fisker Karma, like when the Fisker came out, uh, you, know, you know, had had haunches on the C8, the Alf. Thank you, Chris. The Alfa Romeo, the 8C. They did the four, right? The the four C was the little one, and it had some curves on it. But I thought the 8C was was gorgeous. You mean the little herb? So yeah. So the four <laughs> C was the little one, and the 8C was. Bigger, but not that much bigger. <laughs> uh, and that just always had some really pretty lines to it. And then Cadillac came out with like this CTS-V, right? And it had some very, very sharp lines, especially the two-door coupe, right? It had kind of a 
kind of a uh, kind of a, like a B two bomber. I think I'm fighting. Is, mm-hmm. is it the B two bomber? Um, and the other fighter, you know, very kind of angular, sharp edges. And then we kind of did very away with that. If you see one of those vehicles, you know exactly what it is. I mean, I think it's a beautiful little car. It's a quirky looking car, but it's a it's a badass car. It is. And the wagon, by the way, that generation CTSV wagon. Uh, mm-hmm. In wagon form, it's more of a timeless design. It's very cool. It's going to end up in museums as a design it's piece. It's going to end up in the, in the Peterson. But uh, anyway, BMW is pushing the envelope, if you will, on the on the design of this XM. Uh, but, of course, you start reading about it and you're like, oh, it's a V8, uh, probably a V8 turbo with hybrid technology, uh, 740 horsepower. 738 pound-feet of torque, uh, oh, up, to, up to about 30 miles on electric only in wow. EV mode, which, again, is kind of below the threshold that I would like. I think like 50 <laughs> miles is kind of the sweet spot. It just – I don't know. It's just 50 miles. Like we've had this discussion with, with Adam as well. And, and so Adam drives the Lincoln Aviator hybrid, mm-hmm. and it'll do like – 19 or 20 or 21 miles, something like that. Uh, uh, What's the point? And, well, the point is it shifts on and off. So the overall improvement in MPG is shared with that battery. But Mm -hmm. his thought was like, yeah, but when I'm staying, you know, when I'm at the house in La Quinata and it's only – you know, it's, it's like it's not quite there to like do the trip there and back, you know, on the 19 miles. Uh, you know, it's it needs about, you know, 40, 50 would be nice because it's about a 30 mile round trip. Uh, but he's been he's been trying it out. He's been plugging in the thing every night. He's been going home and when he's settled in, he plugs it in. He gets his 20 miles range and then he's was looking at what it does to the overall fuel economy or the overall range and fuel economy of the vehicle as he's mm-hmm. driving and commuting. And it does help, right? It does help. Uh, what he did was he was plugging it into the normal 110 outlet because that's what was convenient. Um, and uh, Lynette has a Tesla in the garage. And then I think we ended up finding he found – an adapter plug. It's like an 18 inch long, you know, pigtail plug. It plugs into the Tesla charger and then it plugs into his car. It makes the Tesla charger the universal, you know, 240 plug that you'd find in a shopping mall or a grocery center. You know, the, the vehicles, the car companies have their proprietary plug. But then when you go to a mall or something, everybody has like, the, the shopping mall has or the charge America program, they have a 240, but it's a universal plug and it's designed to fit both the proprietary plug, like Tesla fits the Tesla plug and the universal. And then BMW fits the BMW plug and the universal, right? The Mustang so Mach-E. The battery and plug that adapter in. Say that again. You, could you go to a Tesla battery port or bank or whatever it is and use that adapter you can't no you can't because the tesla superchargers that network is the tesla plug so uh i think well i mean in theory i guess you could uh i think it would be frowned upon but that's an interesting (laughs) point you know what 
The other thing is, is I'm I'm gonna I don't know for sure. Don't drive a Tesla, but I'm gonna don't work. I'm gonna speculate and say that when you when you're at the Tesla network, the supercharger network, and you plug into your car, it probably reads some identification or a VIN number. 100%. You know, but your your Tesla home charger, they don't need to put that in, right? Because they don't need there's to there's people out there hacking yeah. that right now. Yeah, there's probably something, right? But it's probably hit or miss. So like if you were gonna gamble, like I'm gonna drive to Vegas and my <laughs> my Lincoln or my Mach E and I'm gonna pull up yeah. to a Tesla charger and then you're like, All right, but if it doesn't work, I don't know what you're gonna do. Good luck. You gotta go find another public charger someplace. So or just find an outlet. I'll find I'll I'll you know, at a car wash or something and just sit there for eight hours and or however long at least it gets you it gets on that one ten. Yeah, just to get you that. But so uh anyway, BMW hybrid, uh it's gonna make big power and it's going to be fast and it's going to be fun, but it's going to look goofy. And, and, and I don't know, like my, sounds at, like the nine twenty eight. kind of, yeah. <laughs> at the SEMA show, um, small world. So I was in the Magnaflow booth hanging out with Richard Waitis. And one of the cars in his booth was a wide body C8 Corvette, uh, TJ hunt, uh, a big influencer, YouTube guy, nice guy. His car was there, but my neighbor out here for Bravago and Motorator, my my neighbor is uh, Lee Coleman, who runs um, uh, Street Hunter, Street Fighter, and Street Hunter. He makes the body kit for that. So he was showing me on his phone. He's like, check out the body kit. This is what we're developing. And then I go to Vegas, and see the car is there, and I see the car there. Uh it's just kind of a kind of a, a small world in that regard, but my point was when the when the BMW came out, he was like, "We've got to change the beak on this car, right?" Like, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I I know they worked on it, but it's not nearly as easy as you would think. They took the whole front off of that car, the bumper cover, all kinds of stuff, but BMW has the front of that thing just so packed with electronics and fans and there really wasn't any room to do it without without extending the front nose of that car significantly. Mm. You know, because if you want to get it to slope down more, make the grill smaller, mm-hmm. they'd have to bring the nose out and and kind of almost keep it empty just to bring the you know, bring the nose down. There, it was so jam packed in the front of that BMW that there's not much you can do to do we'll it. Put a nose on it like an old Daytona. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's a thought, but it definitely would start to, to, to stick out. Like put like a super B, you know, like but like uh, Jimmy nose. Durante in a vehicle form. You know, and if he made the grill smaller, it actually would end up blocking a lot of the functional, like cooling and things. So there was just, I, I, I think he was just saying there's, there's no real solution to it. So, uh, you know, it's, t- it's too bad. <laughs> he had some good before, ideas before you get before you get on another electric vehicle. Here is yeah. the conundrum that I find myself in, and I'm wondering how many other people are finding themselves in. At this push right now to get rid of the combustible engines, right? Yeah. And, like, look at what, for instance, Dodge is doing, what the 
25-8 promotion and all the other promotions that they're doing the rest of the year um, where you can go in and build, you know, just about the gnarliest card that they've ever offered, you know, in different configurations. Do you, do you try to go out with one last bang like the manufacturers are doing? Or do you concentrate on this EV movement and possibly get the new charger that Dodge is coming out with the new EV or whatever, whatever EV they're coming out with. Yeah. Um, You know, do you wonder about initial technology and do you want to let it sink in for a couple of years and work itself out? Or do you, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Do you go out there and be one of the first EV guys that has one of the badass cars, the first EVs, or do you go out with the bang, you know, and push that, push that decision for a couple of years, you know? Yeah. So, so if, if you're asking me personally, um, you know, the, I already showed my cards a little bit on the answer to that question is I went out and bought a 2021 Mustang Mach 1 because I I did want a V8 and I wanted a manual transmission and I wanted the sound and I wanted to like go to Magnaflow and and do the exhaust and and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it on a modern car. I drove it here today. I've like I, I think I got the car like I bought the car in like June or July. It didn't get delivered till I think end of August, right? Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> when you buy the car, uh, the registration you pay is back for June and July. So I, <laughs> exactly. I, I got my license plates in the mail. I'm like, what the hell? These things are going to be expired in seven months. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even get the, you know. Uh, and, and to that point is somebody, uh, a friend out here said, hey, we're doing a track day. Would you like to come out to the track? I was like, yes, I, I want to. That's why I bought the car. And then I realized I've got 458 miles on the car. It's not even broken in yet. So I had to turn it down. I can't go to the track yet. But yes, yeah, so my my other thought is I bought the Mustang Mach 1 and I w- I'm a little enamored by some of the new tech that comes out. How can we not be, Right. So I put an order in. I put the, whatever the silly hundred dollar deposit down on the on the Ford Lightning. But as the days go by, I start kind of crunching the numbers in my head. I I saw the truck. I like the truck, and you know I I start thinking about yeah yeah the base price plain Jane trucks about forty thousand. But once you get into something that that's nice, the limited. With all the nice bits and stuff, and it, you know, you're in the '90s, you know, range. Uh, I think, I think the fully loaded limited Lightning, with whatever, with the biggest battery and, and all the options, you're at like ninety five thousand dollars. And I'm like, Ooh. and yeah. So I start thinking about would I even want to spend that kind of money? Um, you know, even in the seventy five thousand dollar range, would I want to spend that kind of money? But also on a first-gen vehicle that's going to have about 250 to 300-mile range. And I think we're so close. I think we're, you know, two years away from having, you know, four to 500-mile range. Look, Mercedes has announced it. Lucid is doing it. Mm -hmm. But those are the the top-of-the-line vehicles. When does Mm -hmm. that start to trickle down to to more affordable vehicles? A very good example is is Fisker. We talked about Fisker the other day. Fisker Ocean, the SUV, the Fisker Ocean, he's saying, look, 
$37,000 is my base price, and it's about a 250-mile range. He goes, but we are using the current and arguably antiquated already battery technology. And he said, the price is going to go up and the range will go up when we switch to the new battery technology that he's working with his suppliers on, whether it's a solid state battery or whatever. He's going to, you know, he's like, we were going to get into the 350, 400 mile range, but <laughs> that's a new battery, that's new technology. And that's kind of my issue is I'd love to see something in the four to 500 mile range. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And just because of what it takes to charge the vehicle. Uh, for me, especially with a truck, you know, I could drive the truck around town daily, not have a problem. But my thought was to use it for a Bravago. We have a warehouse that's out in Redlands. Um, it's a little bit of a drive. Uh, there's a warehouse also that we may be working with in San Diego. Can I put a pallet in the back of the truck and drive to San Diego and back? You know, <laughs> from L.A. I mean, when you when you lived out here, do you recall how many miles was it from your place to L.A. when you had to come up and work in L.A.? Don't worry about depends time. On I, <laughs> time depends doesn't... on where I had to go, but it was it was a little over, you know, 90-something miles, under 100 miles. Yeah. So and, – and you were around the Oceanside area. So if, you, if I – you know, if I was going down to Oceanside – you know, call it a hundred miles each way. Yeah, you could you could pull that off in in a lightning at, at you know with a two hundred fifty mile range. But if you had to go a little further, if you had to go or make a few stops while you were there, um, you know, now you're you'd have to stop to charge, or you'd really be getting down to the wire on that two fifty mile range because that's a that's a two hundred fifty mile trip. Right. So, you know, as I'd be oh, rolling yeah. back, as I'd be, you know, rolling back into, the, you know, to the Matt cave over here to plug this thing in, it would say, you know, 10 miles or seven miles left on on the range. And, you know, and then who knows that, you know, uh, also, if I if I put a 1500 pound pallet in the back of the That's truck the and brought it down there. Does that do something to my range? And then when I drive back, it's empty, you know, but I don't think it really kind of balances out. So anyway, I it's something to think about. So to answer your question, for me personally, um, I've had the opportunity driving a bunch of different press cars that I can make my daily driver something wildly inconvenient like a, a V8 sports car with a manual transmission, right? So I, I do have that luxury. Uh uh, that not many people get. I, yeah, I, want, I want to build. I want to build a red eye charger with a elephant and have it be a six speed wide body. I I agree. I say do it, but I also uh, can you also do it all wheel drive? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If I can do any of the things that I just uh, explained, <laughs> but that's what I you know if 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 that's what they're talking about, every performance option that they have had available throughout the years will be available during this jailbreak promotion that they're doing. Yeah. I mean, mighty, are you kidding? Oh, you're saying yeah. build to order. So if you can call them up and go, Hey, I want to, I want to do it build to order. I want, I want the charger with a six speed. That seems it's not, I don't think it's possible, but Anything it's something they inquire about. 
anything's possible. anything's possible. Have them get as close as you can get, and then you know you're going to have Mario finish it up. Well, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just going to I'm going to call Trussell and I'm going to say, what is the wildest thing I can order? Period. End of story. What is the thing that if you got if all you executives could put your minds together and come concoct the nastiest vehicle that you've ever offered? You know what? Yeah. What? How can I? How can I build? So. So the the question Mark, I, I if the, you're listening to me then um, come on Mark expect a phone call come on Mark I, I guess the question is a little less what are they capable what's their ability to build something versus capability and what I mean by that is is can they put a six speed in deliver a vehicle that you want I would say yes they could probably do that they could probably do it for SEMA or something else but can they do it with a street legal VIN? I don't know because all of those cars at, need to be kind of built and crash tested. Honestly, if you said put a elephant in there versus I want a convertible top, they'd say convertible won't work. We'd never be able to crash test. It's never going to work. Elephant can work because we're just adding horsepower to an existing structure that's already been crash tested. If you literally said, I want a charger with a giant, you know, uh, panoramic sunroof and it doesn't have one already, they might balk at that more than putting in a six speed because of crash testing and shit, (laughs) you know, unless he said, yeah, but I, you know, I can't give you a street legal VIN number. It's going to have to be an off-road only car. Okay. (laughs) That's what I would say. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then, I then long decision making process for that. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, God, Bill's making a lot of noise on his property, but he never leaves the property with that charger with the six speed. (laughs) I don't know why why he never leaves the property. It's so weird. Uh, I don't know. know. Uh, Okay, so moving on. uh, BMW, super ugly. Genesis G90, really kind of sharp looking, by the way. (laughs) Genesis unveils their uh, new flagship sedan. They've only revealed the exterior of it. But look, I I like what Genesis is doing. It's a... You know, they're trying to compete with the high-end brand. This is a good-looking sedan. It's got some Bentley going on in the back. It's got a little bit of, I want to say, S-Class Mercedes styling in it. Um, the the lights, whether you like them or not, does give it a bit of an elegant look, this, this new mm-hmm. lighting kind of that they're doing. Also, everything very smooth and kind of flush-mounted and all the gaps mm-hmm. and trim are 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 tightened up. Um, that's what we just saw on the new Range Rover as well. That's what they did. They're like, everything's very smooth, flush glass, flush lights. Everything is, is very, very smooth, hidden door handles. And uh, Genesis doing the same thing. And if the interior looks anywhere near what the interior does on the current Genesis models, like the GV80, I think it was the GV80, the GV70 SUV that I drove out to Barrett Jackson during the summer. His diamond stitch interior thing was nice. The security guard that kept letting him in at the loading dock, he was like, this is a nice Bentley. I was like, oh, sir, this is not a Bentley. And then we were into a conversation for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, but I, that's what they want, right? That's what Genesis is going for. They want a conversation 100%. starter. So, um, They've I, done a great job of doing it. What's the what's this hullabaloo about uh, – about Lucid going on in the press. Have you seen it? 
I didn't I didn't see it uh, in the in in the press, but I did see the car. I went and saw one. Well, and? did you read something about it in, in the press? Yeah, some, a negative, a negative, like they came out too soon and, and the numbers that they were posting or something like that. I, I'm not sure, but I guess they're up for car of the year. Did they get car of the year? Yeah, Motor Trend car of the year. They they got Motor Trend car of the year. Um, so how was it? What, it's I, still I, I, I'll tell you, it's like when I keep seeing it in pictures, I'm like, I don't know. It's like the stainless steel roof, you know, design and the and the C pillar and then the whole roof is glass so you're doing stainless steel with glass. I didn't love that design. If you think about Jaguars the big car that they get they did, the Jaguar I think XJ and it has it, no the the big SUV not the SUV, the big sedan. The I think it's the yeah, the uh, XJ, which I think is going to be electric the next iteration. It it had it had like this rear C pillar, like silvered out, like stainless out to try to give it like this interesting floating effect and break up the line. And I, di- I didn't really love it. And I-, I thought it played okay on a few colors. It was terrible on some other colors. And then I ended up seeing uh, some of these cars like get wrapped. You know, it's LA, right? So people do color changes and they wrap it and they do the whole thing, right? The roof and that and that panel. And you're like, oh, yeah, when you see it all blue or all red or all black, it does look a little better. So that was my initial thought on Lucid. But I went over to this um, Century City Mall, the, the kind of the fancy mall over here in, in West LA. And there's a Tesla store in there, and there's a Lucid store in there. And I went in and saw uh, the Lucid Air, the fully equipped, you know, big sedan that they have. It was in white. And in white, with that kind of stainless panel, it kind of blended a little better. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would say I was actually impressed. Getting up on the car in person, it it definitely has – it has a, a large kind of dominance to it. It does have a, a luxurious feel to it. It's it's not an inexpensive car. What they're ranging somewhere from like a hundred thousand to almost two hundred hundred eighty nine thousand dollars. And I think the one that they had there was their launch edition or something. So it was the hundred and eighty hundred ninety thousand dollar version. Uh, it was actually really nice. Uh, it looked really really impressive it had a presence to it the interior was was nice instead of the big giant screen that were sticking onto the center console and it's like a giant i mean it used to be the size of an ipad but now it's the size of an imac right yeah. uh their screen was in front of you and it kind of was long and wrapped around like the the right hand side of the driver a little bit and everything was done there in that screen mm-hmm. and that screen the way it was mounted sort of floated off the dash but it was a in front of you kind of gauge and screen combination mm-hmm. and i thought that was gorgeous i thought that was very well executed my concern is you know alistair brought this up last week my concern is the big battery taking up the entire floor space of the vehicle, 
in the front of the car, when you're sitting, you're putting your feet kind of up forward. You're hitting the pedals, and the passenger kind of has the foot box that you're in. The rear passengers, it was very flat floor, and I would see especially taller people in the back. When you put your sit in the back seat and your feet are on the floor, your knees are going to go up high because the floor is completely flat. Now, granted, there's no bump in the middle. You don't have a transmission tunnel or anything, but – uh, so, look, your dog is going to love it, right? If your dog loves to sit on the floor in the back, uh, they got plenty of space. It's going to be great. But, uh, you know, Alistair brought up a point. I forgot if it was the Taycan or something. He was saying, oh, you know what Porsche did was in the back seats where you would put your feet, they cut holes in the battery. And because normally you have a floor pan, pan that yeah. is kind of bucketed down and you can you can lower your feet at a better angle. So. You know, I think around town or something in the back, it'd be fine. I didn't get a chance to sit in the back. The car was kind of roped off. They were giving little tours of it. I, I get it. It's fine. It's a fancy showroom. Uh, only one vehicle was in there. Um, I would wonder how comfortable you're going to be on a longer ride in the back seat of that car. And I wonder what it would be like, especially for a taller passenger. It looked like there was room back there. But there's no doubt about it. Your your thighs are going to have to. A taller guy is going to have to put their feet on the floor. Their thighs are going to be coming off the back seat, right? Because you're now at this weird seating angle, you know, this sort of A shaped angle. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how comfortable it's going to be for me. It's probably fine, so I'm not worried about it. I'm just talking to all you well, guys that yeah. are way taller than me. You can put ten of you in the back. It's like Kevin Hart and I can sit in the back of that thing, and our feet will still dangle and not even touch the floor. It's fine. I, I'm yes. not worried about it. But I would say that the car definitely had a much uh, impressive, much more impressive presence, um, a much more impressive size than I thought. Uh, looking at this thing and then crunching the numbers in my head, going, "Holy shit, this." This big, beautiful machine, 1,100 horsepower, 0 60 in two and a half seconds. So I was like, that's going to be impressive. It's interesting, though, because – and the range is like 520 miles, but like the 430 mm-hmm. or 450-mile range version, you have to have mm-hmm. the 19-inch wheels, which actually look pretty yeah, stupid on that car. <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was looking at it because the car is big, and it kind of need the 20-inch wheel on it. And I was like, yeah, it looks kind of stupid with <laughs> – with, with that on there. But um, yeah, Lucid is interesting. I, I didn't read what you read, but I'm guessing, you know, because they're a public company as well, they probably started to come out with some financial information, some sales numbers or some orders or whatever that's happening. So we'll see. But, um, you know, to continue this theme of of EV, we talked about the Mercedes uh what was it? The EQS, the Mercedes EQS. We said, Hey, coming in at 400 and something miles, 420 miles or 450 miles. Uh, I, I thought it, it w- could be very interesting. I thought the exterior design was kind of plain and kind of ugly. Um, Alistair actually said that he thought they, they dropped the ball a little bit on the interior, not as luxurious as you'd expect from Mercedes because they've it put that money into the EV technology. Mm-hmm. Well, Mercedes is now saying they're going to have a smaller vehicle called the Vision EQXX. Obviously, this Vision is uh, some prototype. 
But two things to note. One, it's going to be smaller, <laughs> more aerodynamic, more of a pointier nose, um, more of maybe more of a, a sports car look, maybe more of a Maserati, um, you know, look, having go down in the front. Uh, they're doing this for aerodynamics, which improve range. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to point out, which really caught my attention, was they're not debuting this at an auto show. They're debuting this at CES. And we brought this up before. CES being another venue, it's like it's a huge technological uh, 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 you know, show. And Mercedes wants to make a point on technology. So they're saying this is a car we're going to debut there because we want to talk about the tech. I think it's brilliant. It's, of course, it's a great what idea. What other cars are going to be there debuting? That's right. There might be a handful, but there's not going to be 700, right? Exactly. Look, you know, look at the it has they'll have no competition there compared to. So it will it will definitely get attention. I think it's a great venue for them to release this. So they've only kind of released teasers like a little bit of the silhouette, the teaser, and that's why I why I came up with this sort of this Maserati kind of front nose look. It's just a little bit based mm-hmm. on the teaser. So but they're saying they're going for a targeted 621 mile range, right? Good so, but <laughs> but this is what we're talking about: is when do you go from ice to EV? When do you go from internal combustion engine to EV? Yep. And for me, it's not really at the 250 to 300, 320 mile range. It's at the <laughs> the the 450 to, you know, in this case, 621, it's, it's at the 450 range is kind of what I feel like what's happening. And, and yeah. believe me, the car companies are going to get there. The high end companies with, with a lot of margin in the vehicle are going to get there first, but mm-hmm. we're going to see it in an F-150 because of the volume and the size that they can do. Uh, and, um, and, and it's going to start to trickle down to the smaller vehicles, Mustang Mach E and Tesla, and 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 so on and so forth. The you know, mm. what's coming out from Hyundai and all this stuff. So, um, anyway, kind of kind of interesting on all of that stuff. And to your point, you know, Dodge is is you know they're they're definitely trying to create some hype, saying, "Hey, we got one last chance. Uh, uh, you know, get your orders in." Uh, yeah, but they have one cars. chance in. And that's 50% of their marketing right now. But they're also, you know, rolling up their sleeves. And if you think they're coming out with the first EV <clears throat> and it's not going to be badass, you're crazy. Do we do we know yet? I, I haven't read up completely. Do we know yet if the next muscle car the, or the Charger or the Challenger is going to be hybrid or pure EV? I don't know. I cannot, I cannot divulge any information. <laughs> let me let me see if anybody can divulge any information. Um, I feel like we need to get Mark back get, on the show at some point. Get him on the show. We I, get, I think, we, we especially got, with all the promotion going on, and you know, I I got questions. Hey, we can ask him the question that that I just asked you a minute ago. So Tim Kaniscus in, in a recent interview is saying that there will be some plug-in hybrid models. And I don't know exactly which vehicles uh, he means coming from that. But he also did say a few times now that whatever the next version of Charger or Challenger, there will be some sort of electrification. And he still wants a muscle car out of it. You know, and 
I'm I'm not opposed to it. You know, I. I love to see something all-wheel drive, have a little bit of an exhaust note. I'd love to see a hybrid version with some electric motors on the front. Well, yeah, they're certainly, not gonna pump all their, they're certainly not going to pump all their fans up for this last promotion and then come out with a dud as their first <laughs> EP. It's not going to happen. Right. And and nobody, nobody, none of these car companies can do that. So, No, uh, you saw the shirt I wore in that video, right, for the 25 yeah. promotion? Yeah, yeah. That's a little Easter egg. Uh, let me tell you guys about uh, about Trico. Over a century ago, Trico was the first to make wiper blades. They've been a step of the head of mother, uh, ahead of Mother Nature ever since. Trico engineers study your specific driving conditions to make sure you're ready for anything, even if it rains, actual cats and dogs. Hopefully, that does not happen. We're we getting some weather out here. We're getting a little rain out here. It's moisture in the air. It's getting my car dirty. Well, whatever the weather, Trico Wipers maintains maximum windshield contact. And no matter what your driving habits, you'll always find the right wiper blades for your vehicle. It's Trico, the future of wiper blades since 1917. To find a store near you and to see the latest offers, visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. While we're on this, let me tell you guys about Geico as well. Whether you own your home or rent your home, either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know it's easy. It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing because you already have so much to do around your home already or, in Bill's case, erecting a new garage. (laughs) So uh, enough to do on the property. (laughs) Uh, just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Um, yeah, so anyway, the, the the Dodge stuff looks kind of interesting. Uh, interested to see what they're going to do in, in the muscle car lineup. We expect it from the SUVs and things like that. At the LA Auto Show, I saw the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer. Mm-hmm. Um, interest, interesting design. Uh, I, it's going for more of a mainstream thing. The interiors were gorgeous. There's there's a couple trim models that weren't exactly my favorite, but um, I I think they have, I think they have a bright future. I think they'll get some attention, and apparently, the off road capability is still pretty much there. You know, above average of what you'd expect for an SUV, um, but about average. Uh, you know, on par with what you expect with something with the Jeep name. So, um, so we'll see how that goes, uh, and that. Sort of in that thought, I'm starting to see more Broncos on the road. People are starting to get deliveries. Um, I, I hate. I know to- I almost killed my neighbor the other day because I saw one coming towards me on our road that was exactly as Gage's truck was ordered, and I thought he got one in before us and copied it. But no, it was our other neighbor. So His other neighbor, I got to go beat him. And again, we got some good news. Gage's is uh, will be built uh, the 10th of January. So okay. You know. How'd you guys do it? All black? <laughs> no, no, sir. He he did the gray kind uh, of, uh, I don't know, anvil gray. I don't know what yeah. Ford calls it, but it's a gray. It's a four-door, you know, for safety. We want to weight distribution a little better than the two-door. It's not going to be on an eight-inch lift or anything like that. I'm going to probably drop it as low to the ground <laughs> as possible just to get the center of gravity down. But, hey, man, it's a great, great first vehicle. I'm excited for it. Um, I'll tell you, uh, about the, the Bronco and that combination. Um, let's do this. Let's just take a a, a quick break. We're going to throw to rock auto RockAuto.com. Why spend 30 to 50%, even a hundred percent more for the same parts 
that a chain store or dealership might have. Why spend so much there? Why not go to rockauto.com? It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything from engine control modules to brakes to motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered direct to your door. Go to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write CarCast in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, so the the gray that you're talking about, uh, somewhere near me, I don't know what was going on, but over by our warehouse, somebody rolled up in that vehicle. Now, it, it, it didn't have the top on it. They ordered the soft top. The weather was nice. Um, so the top was down, but it was that gray. It was the four door and it was the whatever version with the, with the biggest tires and the whole deal. I don't know if that's the Badlands or, or Sasquatch or whatever. I, I lost track of all of them. The gray isn't too much different than the fighter jet gray on my Mach one. I want to say it might have like a little bit more blue in it. It's a little more blue gray. But I saw it and I was like, this Bronco four-door in this color with the blacked-out wheels is like, this thing is nice. This thing is really it's, looking it's badass. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good-looking vehicle. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get his wrapped pink before I give it to him. You totally should. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> at the very least put a giant pink bow on the hood and make him take all the photos of him i'm going all i'm going all in (laughs) all in all in on it it would be uh it'd be fantastic but i I think you guys ordered a nice one i think that color combination is is very very cool and um you know when i went out to sema i did the bronco uh the bronco Experience off rodeo, the off rodeo, and I, I, Chris reminds me of the name, the off rodeo experience. And I was in the four door version of it, and it's obviously in LA. Everyone's going to get one of those things and roll around town, and it's going to be the mall crawler. And as much as I am almost on board with that, I because they're so cool looking, getting it off road, it was a badass thing. And just even getting just a fifteen minute little tutorial of going high speed, going slow, doing the rock climbing, doing the disconnect on the sway bars and the different front and rear differentials and hitting the buttons on the dash. And I I would say by all means, you guys should go and do one of those events. When you get the Bronco, do the the Bronco off-roadio, whatever it is, the half-day event. I think there's one in Texas. I don't know how far from you guys. I can't be at a Bronco event for half day. No <laughs> well, listen, I, maybe Wanda and Gage want to go because she's she's <laughs> down for that kind of stuff. And I, even if you went and did you know the twenty minute tour, I think you're going to be impressed with the capability of that truck and how they put everything sort of within touch, just sort of a fingertip, just arm's reach. Uh, uh, you're you're gonna. You're gonna you're gonna take that thing. from Gage. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I'm just saying uh, we're starting to see you know the photos coming out the, of the uh, Bronco Raptor, and I think um, 
I have a feeling you're going to get an order in on one of those. <laughs> no, I'm waiting to see what the TRX evolves to next year. Well, you've got a TRX. It's got a thousand horsepower. And, I got six challengers too, but it doesn't <laughs> stop me from getting another one. Yeah, you're going to get an EV challenger. Um, all right, listen, uh, we're, we're running out of. We're we're pretty much out of time for today, so uh, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you all go. But guys, thank you so much. Uh, of course, so we're at carcastshow.com is the website. Carcast Show is our social media. Follow me at Motorator. We always appreciate that. Uh, Goldberg nine five Goldberg's Garage on Instagram, and uh, do this. Go go to YouTube. Find Goldberg's Garage. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so at least you start getting the updates. Fun. So you'll get the updates as uh, as they start to come in. So um, that'll be uh, that'll be good. That'll be f- looking forward to that. And uh, you know, supply chain issues that we're running into a big pain in the ass. But uh, working on uh, uh, Provago hard seltzer for you guys. Um, looking like January, we'll have the website. We're going to be shipping direct to 29 states. Uh, so that's uh, coming Bye. soon, as well as some new product announcements. I think we're going to have toward the end of January. Let me know when you're headed down to San Diego. I'll hook you up with my brother, and you guys need to talk Bravago strategy. Please. Love it. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. Uh, I will be at the PRI show coming up uh, December 10th, Friday, December 10th. We're doing CarCast live at PRI on the main stage, 10 o'clock in the morning, local time. Uh, I'll be talking with Chris Kirstein, the president and CEO of SEMA again. And we will be talking to one of our friends in the drag racing space. Uh, we're, uh, we're just locking in the details on it. I'll be posting it to social media, as I'm sure he or she will as well. But we're going to dig into some drag racing as well. I'm excited about PRI having not been there before and being able to do a live show there. So uh, looking forward to that. So PRI, Friday, December 10th. 10 a.m. on the main stage. Hopefully you'll come and join me. I don't want to sit there like a goof by myself because Bill can't make it and Adam can't make it. So please come out and at least pretend like we have an audience. (laughs) I I would appreciate that. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, Until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent, because you deserve to live your best life. And Chime wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love. Like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. 
Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.